Hi again, Michaela. <laughs> Hello, Bola. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Well, welcome back to the Clever Girls No podcast. We just spoke and that episode <laughs> aired, aired a couple of weeks ago, but we are splitting this recording into two. So we just spoke literally a few minutes ago. <laughs> yep. But that uh, episode was about, you know, getting started with budgeting, misconceptions about budgeting, how to be successful with budgeting. And this time we want to focus on how to recover from budgeting setbacks and getting back on track. And you have such an awesome story to share with us, experience to share with us, because you paid off about $60,000 of debt with yep. the help of a budget. And this is tied into our very new Clever Finance and Erin Condren Budget Planner that launched not too long ago. Excited to be doing the collaboration. And we're going to talk more about that if you haven't caught the first episode. But please, before we dive in, tell us who you are. Remind us who you are <laughs> and what you do. Thank you so much, Bola. So I am Michaela Vardalakis, and I'm a product manager on our product development team at Erin Condren. And for those of you who are not familiar with our brand, we are a lifestyle brand and we we create really fun and functional organization things to help you keep your life together so whether that be in school at home at your office we are best known for our paper planners and our notebooks but we have a lot of amazing accessories that couple with those as well yes and one of those amazing planners is our clever Finance budget planner yeah. <laughs> in collaboration with Aaron Condren. Like I mentioned, we'll talk about that later, but I would love for you to start by sharing the setbacks you have faced when it came to your finances. I know you mentioned in our prior episode about your credit card debt, but I'd love for you to share how you felt emotionally about mm -hmm. that debt and how you leveraged a budget to recover. Mm, so in my early 20s, I had just finished grad school, which I also had student loan debt coupled with that credit card debt. So having just graduated from my master's, I went straight into teaching and I taught for four years. And as a teacher, you don't have the highest salary, especially in Southern California, but I was young and in my early twenties. And I wanted my classroom to look as beautiful as all of these teachers I saw on Instagram and Pinterest. So I wanted to create a classroom environment that looked as beautiful and as special and as warm and welcoming so that my students enjoyed their time in my classroom. But with that, I spent $60,000 and had dug myself into credit card debt over those four years being a teacher. And I think the feelings, not think, but I know that, that the feelings and emotions I felt with that credit card debt was shame and guilt. I was embarrassed also at the fact that I had let it get so bad so fast. I kind of would try to block it out. And I ignored what that number was. And I ignored how much it was growing. I kind of just avoided looking at what my credit card balance was. And I kept opening up other credit cards. So I didn't have to look at that card that I had maxed out. So I really would say in my early twenties, I just avoided budgeting altogether. I avoided looking at those numbers. I had so much other stress going on with my teaching career and starting that, that I just didn't have time to look at 
a budgeting system or plan. And it wasn't until I had maxed out three different credit cards that I realized, oh, I can't even open up another credit card because I had such horrible credit. So that was the moment where I had to sit down, actually take a look at how much debt have I accrued? What's the interest on that debt? Which at that time, I think it was 23 or 24%, which is horrible. And it like makes me want to cry just thinking of that. But I had to sit down and I wrote down how much debt I had in those three different credit cards. And I had done a debt consolidation plan. And that helped me to just make one payment each month. So that was kind of the first step that I took in my debt payoff plan. And I had to look at every other part of my financial habits and really start to change a lot of the spending habits that I had and be really strict with my budget at that time. I don't think it's sustainable long-term to be super strict and restrictive with your budget, but for that really large high interest debt that I had, I knew I had to be really intentional during that season of my life to get it paid off. So I didn't take that debt into my Mm thirties. So that was a very long-winded answer, but that was the debt and the financial setback that I had in my twenties. So how long would it say it took you to pay off that debt on your teacher's salary? So with my teacher's salary, it had taken me four and a half years to pay that off. Wow. So you accumulated the $60,000 over four years and it took you four and a half years to pay it off. First of all, I have to say congratulations. That's a huge feat. You know, uh, many times I hear teachers complain that they just don't get paid enough. And you live in California, which has a high cost of living. So kudos on getting that done. And, you. you know, I know a lot of times when people leverage debt consolidation to, which is essentially, for those of you who are not familiar, you work with an organization to help you consolidate all your debts. They may be able to help you negotiate down the interest rates. And as opposed to making so many different payments, you make the one payment and you were able to do that successfully and also give your give take a good hard look at the way you were spending and adjust there right the big mistake that many people make when it comes to debt consolidation is because their their payment is now easier in the sense that it's just one payment and maybe potentially the lower interest rate they forget that this is an overall holistic journey where they actually need to look at their spending and address what got them into debt into the first place. And then they just go on and keep on with the habits where after the debt has been paid off with the the consolidation plan, nothing has changed about their finances and they still get, get back into debt. So if that's something that you're considering, you know, Debt consolidation is one way that can be helpful, especially if you're feeling just so much overwhelmed. There are some nonprofit organizations that will support you with this. But at the same time, you really want to focus on what do I need to change about the way I spend my money? What do I need to change about the way I think about money? You want to take the big picture approach, not just, oh, now I have a debt consolidation and they're going to take care of it and I just have to do the one payment. Think about what got you there and how can you take steps to, to get out of it? And I would say, feel all those emotions. It's okay to feel the emotions. We're human. Like people think sometimes that, oh, you know, that person who has credit card debt shouldn't feel bad for themselves. It's their fault. There's so many reasons why people get into that you want to have a nice classroom sometimes yep. it's a loss of an income earner sometimes it's because yeah. you know you're you're trying to whatever you're keeping up with your friends you want to live in a certain place you want to do certain things so yeah. many different reasons 
and you know it's easy to judge ourselves it's easy to shame ourselves but that doesn't help you get past the situation that you're in now so yes. congratulations to you on paying that off that is Thank fantastic you. that's amazing and doing that reflection and getting to this place where you can comfortably talk about it and share your experience to just inspire other people I love hearing these debt payoff journeys because I know that it is hard to do I know that it takes a lot of self-reflection a lot of habit changes a lot of yes. discipline work mental work it's it's a lot <laughs> to yes. get out of debt or to to just focus on saving for a goal so well done Michaela and I wanted to ask you so for someone who has experienced setbacks maybe they're in a ton of debt or maybe they're they've just diminished all their savings and they're trying to get back on track and they're just at that point where you're like okay I need to do something different I need to make a change what advice would you give them in terms of the first steps they should take to start to regain control of their financial situation Mm, I would say the first step that I would take is writing down what your goal is so just physically writing it down kind of making that promise to yourself in a way of, I want to save $10,000 this year, or I want to pay off $10,000 of credit card debt. I want to pay off my student loans, whatever your goal may be. I really think the first step is writing that down, making that physical promise to yourself of this is what I want to work towards. And then also though, attaching the why and the emotion behind, like what would that goal what would that do for you? Because for me, I had to create a why behind why I wanted to pay off my credit card debt. And it was for me personally, it was, I didn't want to go into a future relationship and marriage with this debt. So for me, that was a strong enough why to motivate me to pay that credit card debt off. So I really think that you have to have something strong emotionally attached to that goal so that it keeps you motivated in those times when it can be really easy to just charge your credit card or just dip into your savings. And well, it's only $5 here. It's only $5 there, but that really adds and compounds over time. So I would say writing down your goal, but then also attaching a meaningful why or emotion to it is a really helpful first step. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Having a why, getting clear on why you want to get out of this, why Mm -hmm. you want to change your financial situation, whatever that is, and it's personal to you, is is very, very important because that's what's going to keep you going. And that ties into the other question I had for you because, you know, creating that plan to get out of debt, you know, is great. You know, in your planner, you write it down, I'm going to pay off this debt or I'm going to save this money. You know, you spend an hour, you create the plan. The first few weeks, it's it's you're you're motivated, but then yep. it took you four years, and that's a long time, oh. a lot of months, a lot of weeks, a lot of oh, days. Yeah. <laughs> How did you navigate those days where you felt like I want to go spend money, I want to open another credit card, I want to decorate my classroom again? How did you maintain your motivation and your discipline and just? navigate being able to get through that and also your mindset? Yeah. So it was a really challenging four and a half years to pay it off. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It was really difficult. And it took me until pretty much the end of my twenties to pay off this debt. But the way that I stayed motivated was every month I would allow myself to splurge on something. Now it wasn't a 
really expensive splurge item. But for me, I really loved in that season of my life. I loved buying dresses and blouses and different outfits. I was really big into my clothes and my fashion at that time. So I would treat myself to a new blouse or a new dress. So I had to have that metaphorical carrot dangling and like something to like look forward to. So that's what kept me motivated over those four and a half years was every month I got to reward myself with something. So I had an action plan though, and action steps that I had to take every day to not continue that debt snowball effect. So things like I stopped door dashing, post-mating food, eating out, because that was, I did not realize how much money I was spending doing that because I was in my classroom so much in that time of my life that I didn't realize how much money I was spending on just food and not grocery shopping, but eating out. So that was one action step thing that I had to start with. And then going out for coffee, I used to get multiple coffees a day. So I was like, okay, first step is let's get one coffee a day. Then let's get two coffees a week. So I really gradually took away those harmful spending habits for me and what my salary was because making a teacher's salary and trying to pay off credit card debt, it was not easy. So that's the action plan that I had to put in place. And it was hard. And there were months when it wasn't perfect because I had friends weddings or I had a baby shower and I had to really plan ahead and learn that, okay, I know I have this wedding coming up. I'm not going to be able to get any of my Starbucks coffees this month. I'm not going to be able to get that blouse because I know that I have this really special life event. So that's where I feel like effective planning came into play and discipline, which is not always easy, but I always reminded myself that I had those four years that I accrued all that credit card debt. I had no discipline and it was real fun to spend that money and have this beautiful classroom, but it's not sustainable long-term. So I had to just grow up in a lot of ways. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I agree with the idea of, you know, like giving yourself the space to breathe and giving yourself rewards within reason. So for you was the one thing you loved the most was your style and your fashion. So you yeah. built that into your budget to give yourself that room to uh, go out and just get that one thing that's going to yep. be like, okay, this, this thing, I, I was able to get it and this you know, all the effort I'm, I'm making to pay off my debt, it's worth it because I can enjoy yes. one thing that is meaningful to you. And then you kind of did away with the things that you liked, but were not so impactful, like yes. to your yes. life, like the coffees, like, you know, eating out as much because your fashion was your thing. And I yes. think that's important to really get clear on the things that truly matter to you so that as you're going through a difficult journey, like saving money or paying off debt or trying to reach an aggressive milestone that mm -hmm. you can lean into the thing within reason that makes you happy and then just step away from the icky feelings when you spent your money on things that don't even matter to you yes. and you build it into your budget so that you've accommodated it for that top that dress and you're still able yes. to make your extra payments to your debt or put the extra savings yep. 
into your account. I love that. You know, so I love the idea that you shared on focusing mm-hmm. on what's meaningful to you on this journey so that you can reward yourself with, with those things. Yeah, so I, I feel the same way. And we just recently launched, as we mentioned earlier, the Clever Old Finance and Erin Condren Budget Planner. And I'd love for you to share how this tool, because this is actually a very useful uh, tool when you are navigating paying off debt, saving, new to budgeting, experience to budgeting. This is a useful tool. How can someone leverage this tool to assist them in getting past a setback, like being in debt or trying to start investing or trying to start saving or trying to improve their budgeting or start over with budgeting and et cetera? That's a great question. And there's so many helpful tools, I feel like in this planner, but one of the things that I really love is that because there's enough space to plan for, for 12 months of budgeting in here for the monthly goals, you can write out how much debt do I want to pay off? How much total debt do I have? So it really allows for you to kind of have that monthly check-in and that monthly reminder of, Hey, this is how much I I want to pay off for my debt, or this is how much I want to save this month. Here are some big upcoming expenses. So there's this nice little monthly dashboard page that allows for you to kind of look at your month at a glance. And then the rest of the planner really allows for you to just plan out and budget and look at a high level overview of what's going on in your month. So there's this two spread page here that allows for you to really write out a detailed plan of what are the expenses that are going out and what's coming in? And that's really what I had to sit down and do early in my debt payoff journey. I had to sit down and really look at, okay, how much money do I make? How much money is coming in? How much money is going out? And having it all laid out here and easy to see makes it a lot less overwhelming when you start to develop an action plan for paying it off. And then in the back of the planner, pages that I really love as well is there's an actual debt and pay debt or payment plan tracker in the back of the planner as well. So you can have an actual log of every payment you are making towards that payment plan or that debt payoff plan, student loans, whatever it might be. There's actual pages in this book for that, along with savings, investments, and all of those other financial goals. So you have essentially bookmarked the same pages that I bookmarked because, you know, one of my favorite things about this planner that we designed, Team Clever Girl Finance and Erin Condren's team designed together, is the fact that you're able to, when you're tracking, when you're getting getting through a setback, where you need to spend that more time, add that more detail, there are those detailed page options in here. So every month you have the opportunity to track your spending with the section that's focused on spending. But let's say, you know, you're trying to rein in your spending, but you also want to save more. In the back, there's pages dedicated to saving, like you have a savings tracker. Let's say you're trying to pay off debt. There's that section you just showed that's dedicated to your debt or payoff plan. Let's say maybe, you know what, you really want to recover from investment losses or start to build long-term wealth. You want to start investing. There is a section for investment tracking here um, where you can even track it down to like the, the ticker symbol, the share price, how many of the items you bought, the total cost, and you can reference it. So whatever it is you're trying to recover from, whatever setback you're trying to recover from, whatever new financial goals you're trying to pursue, whatever new changes you're trying to implement, you can leverage different pages 
stages in this to to achieve them. And I also really like the check-in, right? So yes, I've, I've come from a setback. I, I owe this much money. I need to save this much money to recover. But I, you know, this is how I'm doing each month. And maybe this month can go so well, but you know what? What is the room for growth I have? What are the things that need attention? Where did I make progress? You can look at how you did and celebrate your wins. And the reason why it's important to celebrate your wins, and we I, we had this conversation with Stephanie in the early stages. So Stephanie is on the Erin Condren team in the early stages of making this plan. And I, and I said to her that it's really important that there is a place for people to celebrate their wins because yes. setbacks will happen every month, whether it's a job loss, you overspent totally. an expense in your home you didn't expect. And a lot of times when that setback happens, it can heavily discourage somebody from wanting to just like, what's the point of using a planner? What's the point of budgeting when everything just got blown away with this setback? But the reason mm -hmm. why you need a space to celebrate your wins is because there is always a win. Maybe you yes. were not able to make extra payments to your debt, but guess what? you were able to pay that minimum payment this month. That's a win that you were able to pay that bill on time. Maybe, you know, things are really tight, but guess what? You were able to feed your kids this month. That is a win. You were able to get a raise at work. You may not see that raise for a few months, but guess what? That is a win. There are so many wins. You were able to reflect and glean lessons from the money mistakes you made last month. That is a win. You're able to come up with the silver lining in that dark cloud write that down. That is a win. And when you're able to see that, you know what, even though the progress is not what I expect it to be, I'm still winning. Yes. It's the motivation you need to keep moving on the next month and be empowered to do better and change things versus only thinking about what went wrong and being like, there's no point to, bu to budget. There's no point to plan. So the win section, I know is, is so important. Um, everything we do about clever finance, we celebrate wins here. And there are no wins that are small. There are too small. There's nothing like a stupid win. You know what? I got out of bed today. Guess what? That is a win because I was so yep. tired last night. I even put on this red, red <laughs> lipstick for you, Michaela. <laughs> To record it's beautiful. This it's beautiful. Video Listen, <laughs> this red lipstick you're seeing, if you're watching this, this is a win, okay? <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. In a few weeks. <laughs> so yes, it's important to celebrate, celebrate yeah. those wins. Uh, do you have any other favorite sections in this planner that you wanted to share? Mine is definitely the stiffer section. Yes. I was going to say that budgeting, I had kind of talked about this in our first podcast, but I always looked at budgeting as like not fun. I'm not a math person. I don't want to do this. So having fun things like stickers and using different pens and markers and highlighters, this can help bring life to your budget and just make it a lot more fun to look at and not as overwhelming and ugly. And even if you don't have perfect handwriting, it's okay. This budget planner is for you. I also really love when I was in my debt payoff journey, I was saving a lot of my receipts just so I had yes. like that physical proof of, hmm, okay, Michaela, you've spent, you've gone to Starbucks five times this month. You, you did some things spending wise that you know are not aligned with your goals. And for me, I'm a very visual person. So when I could see oh, wow. Like my folders filling up with a lot of receipts. I'm spending more than I know I should be. So I like that. There's this little two-sided pocket folder. It's one of my other favorite features. 
Yes. So if you want to keep your receipts or you just want to keep, keep your goals or like motivational things inside here, you can. So I like that there's that little catch all in there as well. Yes. And I would say this planner is designed to be fully integrated into your life. So it's not just to track savings and budgeting and paying off debt, et cetera, your, your budget. And this is another thing that we had discussed is that we wanted you to be able to use this as every day in and out. So there is the calendar section. You can plan your week. You can plan your days. It's supposed to be integrated like a life planner, like a a life tool that you use to manage your life and your finances, but focusing on your finances. So this is not, you don't need to have two, a calendar or like you can use it as your holistic planner for the year. And I love the the laminated cover because it's durable. So yeah, definitely check these out. Before I let you go though, Michaela, I wanted to ask you now that you're on the other side of this $60,000 in debt, what are your, what are your big financial goals? Cause you don't have the burden of making a payment. So what, what are you doing now? What are your big goals? So because I'm now in my thirties, I'm 31. I don't have a partner or a spouse. I want to continue to live alone, not have to have roommates and continue to be financially independent and self-sufficient. So for me, because I paid this debt off recently-ish within the last couple of years, I really just want to continue to be financially independent. I don't want to depend on credit cards to pay my bills. So for me, I don't have any major long-term things that I'm working towards right now. I'm just trying to stay consistent and not fall back into those same patterns that I had done just a few years back. But a long-term goal that I would love to do is to be able to buy my own condo, buy my own place. So that's really what I'm starting to save towards. And I've never had a savings before. So actually having a savings is a really big win for me. And it's really cool to see, like, I'm so, um, protective of that little savings. I'm like, I can't touch it. I'm so excited. I love seeing it grow each month. So for me, it's just been those baby steps of continuing to be able to afford my lifestyle, living alone by myself, and also starting to have a savings for the first time. I have a fund where if I have to get new tires, I don't have to charge a credit card to get new tires on my car. I now have that savings and that cushion. So for me, that's been really rewarding to have that cushion, to not have that stress of, oh my gosh, I need to get four new tires. I don't have that money this month. Mm -hmm. So not having that stress and that anxiety has been really therapeutic and rewarding. So I know that that's a really long winded way to respond to that, but I would say just not getting back into credit card debt and starting to have a savings that is operating kind of like my sinking funds right now, just in case there's anything that comes up. I'm glad that I can pay it off. I think that is so fantastic. I think that it's great. And I think that you you have this opportunity because I remember when I was single, I no husband, no kids. All my money was mine. I didn't have to buy the (laughs) money. I didn't have to buy, pay for any kids activities. So this is a really great opportunity for you to like really save and invest, invest for the long term. I know you're focused on saving to buy that condo, but consider investing, right? Because this is how you're going to get the money for your future self to grow and compound and appreciate. And, you know, when you look back, like, oh my God, I can't believe I was able to invest and save this much money. So definitely consider investing as part of your, your, your saving strategy. And 
it's just you. So you might as well. Yes. Right. What was the name of your book? Cause I know that you have a book that talks about investing, correct? Grow your money. Yes. That, that, so I need to add that to my Amazon cart and I'm going to be buying that because it is something that I haven't even thought about. Cause I'm just like, I just want a savings. I just want to, for the first time in my life, have a yeah. savings account, but it is true that I'm in a place where I'm able to now start to invest because I do have that cushion. I have that savings. So I really love that. So thank you, Bola. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) thank you so much for Kayla for your time. I have to ask you to update your cover of superpower because in the last episode that we recorded a few minutes ago, although we split the podcast into two, you said positivity, having a positive mindset is your superpower. So I'd love for you to tell me what other superpowers do you have? I would say in terms of our conversation that we had in this podcast, I would say my clever girl superpower is having a growth mindset, Mm -hmm. especially in terms of my debt payoff. It was really hard. It was difficult. I had to make a lot of choices day to day that it would have been easier to just continue that debt snowball, but I had to have that growth mindset of I can do this. I know why I want to pay this debt off before I'm 30. I had this goal. I had this plan and I didn't give up. And that's a really empowering feeling to know that you didn't give up on yourself. So my growth mindset in attacking that $60,000 overwhelming debt number, I'm really proud that I stuck to it. I stuck to my budget. It wasn't perfect over those four and a half years. It took me to pay it off but I'm really proud that it all worked out in the end. And now I'm in a much better place financially in my thirties. I love that. And it's so important to have a growth mindset because there's always room for growth. There's always room for improvement. There's always room to just gain perspective about where we're trying to get to what we want to achieve. Uh, And so I love that growth mindset combined with being positive. Positive. That is like a super duo. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for sharing and please tell everyone where they can pick up a copy of this Erin Condren and Clever Girl Finance Budget Planner. Absolutely. So you can find it on our website, erincondren.com or at one of our retail store locations. We have one in Irvine, California at the Spectrum. And we also have one in Austin, Texas at the Domain. So you can pick it up at one of our retail stores or online. Yes. And if you have any questions about this, we are on Instagram at Clever Girl Finance. You can send us a DM or you can also uh, contact the folks over at Erin Condren on Instagram at Erin Condren. And all of the information, the links and everything is going to be in the show notes for uh, this episode. So thank you so much, Michaela. This is so good. Thank you so much, Bola. And thank you for collaborating with us. We are so excited about this. It's a beautiful partnership. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. Thank you.